Yo, what's up, y'all? This be Johnny and J-Mo from State of Shit Podcast, letting you know to like and subscribe to us on any listening platform you may be able to listen to podcasts. We are on Google, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and YouTube. Cast, and I'm back with the official first episode of J-Mo's Journal. Now, I say the first official episode because a lot of you guys won't know, probably will, probably won't. We'll figure it out later on in life. But I recorded a few pre-episodes to get this thing going and see how I could, you know, get the show going and everything. And in my opinion, it went pretty swell. So here we are again, like the first official episode of J-Mo's Journal. We're here on Saturday, May the 1st, and we're going to pop it off like this. So this first episode, I want the episode to be kind of like, you know, we're going to set the record straight. We're going to set the record straight on a lot of things, though. First thing we're going to set the record straight on is, like, where the show came from, in my opinion. Like, not my opinion, it's the fact. There's going to be a lot of opinions in this show. That's what I'm going to also let you guys know, too. It's kind of going to be like a disclaimer. But we'll get there. But the show came from a while ago when me and my boy Johnny Woe, who is behind the scenes on this show, he will be behind the scenes when I'm live in studio. And if I'm not live in studios, he always the producer because he does all the editing and behind the scenes work on the show so my boy right here chilling back listening and making sure everything stays straight so like i say uh when me and my boy johnny first started going to the studio and you know we was getting that little vibe and shit going on back in like 2015 beginning of 2015 and all into 2016 and shit and we was going hard we was having a lot of fun and you know going back and forth to the studio and it required me to do a lot of writing required me to do a lot of writing and I write songs, I write poems, I write all kind of shit down. I write my feelings, my thoughts, I just write things into things. So it would get to a point, I'm like, you know what, all of this shit got to go somewhere. I can't, you know, do all of the poems. I can't get on stage and do all the poems. I know all of these songs, you know, okay, I can go write those out, record those, and do what I got to do with those. But I didn't want all the other content to go to waste. So I was going to create a Facebook page called Jamo's Journal. Well, I just take all my poems and everything that I pretty much wrote down officially I mean it was from the journal so it was a real name it's J-Mo's journal and I was going to put it on a Facebook page but me not being uh, that into social media it didn't work out like it shouldn't have and the show the uh, page never came about and I was never able to relay that content to you guys and we got into doing podcasts later on down the road with the Studentship Podcast and you know, I will sit back and still do a lot of writing, just like I do in everything. Anything that requires me to write, I'm always just going to keep writing. I'm never just going to write what I have to write. I'm going to keep, 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 keep writing. And that's what I did. So eventually I was like, you know what? Maybe Jamo's Journal should be a show. Maybe I could sit back and talk about a lot of the stuff that I write because it's usually a lot of deep thoughts and opinions. That's the other opinions word. A lot of deep thoughts and opinions to where I... Just sit back sometimes, smoke a little weed, drink a little drink. It could be that that two o'clock in the morning thought process. It could be the early morning. It could be the middle of the day. You never know how I'm feeling, like what's going on. So you're going to get a lot of different, I don't want to say JMOs because it's going to sound like you're going to get a lot of crazy shit, but you know, you're going to get a lot of different things. You know, some stuff we're going to be deep thought on. Some stuff going to be talking about just some random ass thought. Some stuff going to be... You know, well thought out. You know, just you pretty much get what I'm saying. You're going to get some shit. It's going to be sad. Some stuff I sit back and just think about some tough things. And we just sit back and had those tough talks. And that's why with J-Mo's Journal, it'll be so important for you guys to reach out and, you know, communicate with me so I can know if I'm getting through to you guys. And then I can know if we're going to 
you know, what I'm vibing out with you guys is right. So that's where the show came from, and that's a little bit of what you should expect. And where do I see the show being, and what do I see the show being is an official podcast, you know? I see it being, like, something that people love to listen to, people just, like, an easy listen. That's what it is. It's not a hard thinker. It's nothing you sit back and, you know, kick all the kids out the room for. I'm not going to talk a lot of bullshit, not a lot of, no, we're just going to, It'll be pretty much an easy listen. Something you sit back and talk to, and you may have an opinion on, you may not. You may think about, you may not, but you're not required to. It's just me thinking, and I believe I have very interesting thoughts, so we'll see how that goes. So, it's a few things with this first official show that I did want to, like, set the record straight on. And I mean set the record straight on is because this is going to be a long-running show, and I want people to know where I'm at with, with a lot of things, you know, because I'm going to talk a lot of shit, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to lie to you. It's going to be a lot of time. I'm going to stand on some shit, and I don't want you to think I, I'm just, I am just hopped up there and I'm standing on it because it's tall. I want you to know I've been standing on that motherfucker for a long time, so that's why I'm setting the record straight at today. It's just letting you guys know where I stand with a lot of sports and music, people I think suck, people I think are pretty good. You know what I'm saying? So if they turn out to be good, you can say I said they suck, it'll be on wax. Or if they turn out to be pretty good and they you know, do it. I really said it. I'm not thinking they're good because they are good. I knew they would be good. Just those types of things that happen when you're dealing with social media and you're dealing with other people's when you're giving your opinions and your thoughts. So I'm going to go ahead and set the record straight on a lot of those things. I'm from Houston. I'm 31. I'm black. I'm, I'm a nigga. You know what I'm saying? And I do my shit. You know what I'm saying? I grew up in not the, the the you know not so good areas where people would say so you know I do some not so good things sometimes and I have some not so good thoughts sometimes but hey that's my human what is yours but uh, with that being said I'm a Texans fan go ahead and put the fucking tears woo hoo hoo we're gonna do the crying emojis the Jordan fucking crying face all of that shit it is sad trust me I ain't got it I don't have a uh uh, like you know, a sound bite for like tears and nothing like that. We need, but we need raindrops for that yeah. motherfucker. It's crying like the, the, the Texans are looking. Yeah. Okay, let's go back. Yeah, we need the motherfucking raindrops. So I am a Texans fan. I've been a Texans fan forever. Obviously, I'm from Houston. Like I don't have to fucking jump bandwagons to be a fucking Texan fan. Who the fuck jumps on the Texans bandwagon? What bandwagon do they have to fucking jump on? I like the Spurs. I've been a Spurs fan since 1999. I liked, of course, they won their first championship then. And I was a kid. I liked champions. I used to like the Kings because I thought they were Kings until I realized they weren't shit. But, uh, no, I like the Spurs. I like Tim Duncan. I just like methodical shit. I like people who play the game the right way. So, Tim Duncan is my guy. You know what I'm saying? But lately, the Spurs, like, I still like Pop. And I still look at them. And when they lose, I still be like, damn, I wish they would have won. But I think in basketball, I'm kind of over rooting for teams. I never really rooted for the Rockets. Sometimes I want to see them win because, you know, I benefit from the Rockets doing good. When the Rockets are in the playoffs, and the sports bars are pretty fun to go to. You know, you can talk shit to Rockets fans about. They get a little hope and shit. It sucks when they lose. I, I shit on Cowboys. And when the Cowboys are going 4-12, and 12, I don't have no fun with that shit. I need them niggas to go like 9-7 and seven or some shit like that. Like, some shit where I can, they can lose some, win some. I can talk some shit. Now nah, I talk shit three, four weeks straight. Now every Cowboy fan depressed. He don't even want to talk football no more. Why do people hate Cowboy fans? Well, not Cowboy fans, but the, you know, the franchise overall in Houston. 
kind of want to get that. I kind of want to like you know see what that is like because you know I'm from New Orleans and we kind of don't like Atlanta. So go ahead. Well, I'm glad you said that. You asked the perfect question. You said in Houston, and you it's obvious because it's this that the name that's in front of Cowboys, Dallas. Like we are, if not downright don't like that shit, fuck them niggas. Sometimes it's just on a competitive level. Like me, I have sisters and family members up in North Texas. So when I go up there and spend time, obviously I ain't letting my nuts hang, talking no shit, saying literally like fuck you. It's literally like we gonna kick y'all ass or y'all suck. You know, it's literally competitive talk. So we the two biggest cities in this town in the uh state. Not literally, you know what I'm saying? The big shit cities. You know what I'm saying? San Antonio respectfully got more people than Dallas, but that's San Antonio. They do their own thing. Austin do their own thing. Everybody El Paso, Amarillo, everybody else do their own thing. Houston and Dallas is the two people when you out of town and you talk about Texas, you talk Houston and Dallas first. You know? So it's more like territorial rights. Coming yeah. from it because it's like a, a And it's thing. crazy because in my opinion, these are two different cities, right? Like it's like pick what you choose. Like it ain't like we are two of the same people trying to see who do it the best. No, it's like we lay back, we drunk. Like we ain't gonna say it because it sounds so old school. And I say we sip, drink, we listen to syrup. But in a sense, of we a screwed up city. We like shit slow motion. We we go to our clubs, we chilling, we hanging out. More everything is like a lounge down here. No matter where you go at. Up there, you go into the lounge, motherfucker, shaking ass, twerking. Like it's it's, it's live up there. The, the atmosphere is more live. Houston is more built. You know what I'm saying? You come through Houston, you look like you in a newer city. You don't feel like when I go to Dallas, I literally feel like I like I, I went to see my pops back in like '90 something. All my family up there in North Texas, we seen him when he, we, we was up there, but we spent like a summer up there, I believe, and. Every time I go up there to Dallas now, I look around and it literally feels like I just a kid going back up there to see them in 90 something. Because the shit don't, it never really been built up and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, pick your poison. Like, they gang bang hard. They shoot shit up. They, they territorial on streets and how they get down with blocks and, you know what I'm saying, ride down on shit. We, we kind of getting into that a little bit now in Houston, which is not a good thing. But that never been our thing. Our thing has been money. You know what I'm saying? Niggas on blocks, 20 deep on one block. Nigga get killed on that block, but they beefing about a league or some shit that's going on on the block. Not no, you have no right to be here because you're from over there type shit. This is different, you know? On some respect shit. It's some respect shit. We more play That's what I like to tell niggas. And niggas from D-Town tell me this shit because, you know, I've been down before. So I met niggas from everywhere. Like, I've been up there locked up in they area where it's mostly them niggas that you around them Cowboys fans. Sunday, you got to fight to watch the goddamn Texans. Not literally fight, but you got to be somebody. You got to speak up and say, we not watching the Cowboys on two TVs, nigga. You know what I'm saying? It's four TVs in this bitch. We watching the Texans on one of these bitches today, nigga. We ain't watching last week because they was playing the Bengals, nigga. This week, we watching them goddamn Texans, nigga. And it's luck, and y'all lucky because I noticed this because I I like to go out and watch football games. Texan games take place almost at noon. noon. Dallas three forty five, yeah. three fifteen, whatever. Like you know the second, you know the double hitter. But be, but to be honest, them two or three times, and that's what causes confusion because it's never it's nothing that had to be understood until it happens. Now we on week eight. And this shit been going smooth. Everybody just been 12, 
330 changed the channel. The Texans gone off. Cowboys coming on. Now it's a motherfucking problem because at 12 o'clock, the Cowboys coming on and Texans are already saying, we always watch the Texans at 12. And they like, fuck that. Cowboys coming on at 12 today. You, you know make, what I'm saying? You make me think about like, I think on purpose, the two owners actually got a flex type of deal going on. So, like I say, respect. That's not a flex deal. That's the network deals. Cowboys usually plan to sometimes are playing a CBS no, just opponent and CBS. You got to think of CBS. If they don't get no goddamn Cowboys game because they get AFC, right? So they saying if the Cowboys play an AFC opponent, we want them when they play that AFC schedule, we want two of their games. That's part of that billion dollar contract. So that, of course they going they bay on the AFC. CBS got to get their game at twelve. Shit or Fox or whatever it, it may be. The schedule as far as in the teams that they have to put on at certain times. Because, you know, it's all about the TV schedule. The TV schedule works the football schedule. The TV schedule comes first, then the football schedule works it. So they got to make sure they have certain games on at certain times. And certain teams always have to be broadcasted. If you think about it, it's only the same three teams every week on Fox game of the week. Like, you're going to get, like, one of those three teams that's going to be in there. You know what I'm saying? Because the same team's going to have to be uh, – for them to get their money back, all that money they didn't get in the NFL, shit. They going to be like, bitch, you better give me the fucking Cowboys. Now they going to want the Chiefs. You know what I'm saying? Everybody going to want the Cowboys and the Chiefs right now. Like, of course, Tom Brady, wherever he go, they put them on TV. Like, that type of shit. But that's what it's about right there, man. But back to what I'm – that was a good one, man. I like that, man. You you really took me to. I like that. That's why I'm glad. Like the in the in house producer is gonna be so good for this show because he uh, he have like if I would have sat back in the studio by myself and had to send him the show, I wouldn't even got a chance to describe this H town D town shit, man. Like that was just a little input I got to throw in there because that's a big thing, man. Like we don't really be hating on them all the time, and they don't really just be hating on us. It's just competition because they come down here and spend a lot of time in our city. I can't say I don't really know a lot of niggas from Houston. I can't. I know a lot of niggas from Houston. I don't know no niggas to say I'm finna go spend a weekend in Dallas. And I'm not saying I don't know whole ass shit because I be wanting to go spend a weekend up there. I got family up there. I go spend time up there. And trust me, when you go up there, I'd fuck around and pop a tab, dog, because it's that type of atmosphere. You gonna party off? You gonna? Which I can't cap. H time, man. Like H time got it, dog. H time got that shit, dog. I can't cut, dog. Like, H-Town got that shit, nigga. I, we underrated. And then H-Town got that shit I be wanting. We underrated, in my opinion. I underrated myself. Because I, used to, I always think it was all about the bitches shaking their ass in the club and dancing and boom, 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 boom. Having a good-ass time, but mm-mm-mm. It ain't all about that, bro. It's just, to me, it's about vibing, bro. I can go, I can take you to some place. We can go out tonight. Matter of fact, we ain't gonna spend no money, bro. Just gonna put some gas in the car and smoke some weed. That's the only thing we spending money on, dude. The shit we gonna spend money on anyway in life. And, bro, I can take you some places, bro, with some grown-ass women in them. That's all I can call them, bro. I don't want to call them bitches, hoes, some grown-ass women, dog. Like, too respected, dog. Respect. Man, and look, like, man, oh, I can take you somewhere. You want to go where the hippies hang? We can go smoke some weed with the hippies. Like, we can smoke by ourselves because I don't really want to pass no shit around. But... You know, we can smoke some weed, you know what I'm saying? They come over there and tap us on our shoulder, tell us all they weird ass shit they talk about. You know how that shit go when you get around them type of people. But you might meet a bitch that's just tell you, like, whispering in your head she want to do something crazy to you. And if you're a crazy person, you can go do some crazy stuff. But, uh, 
man, like Houston kind of then like not only that, like Houston, the type of spot like we can leave out at ten o'clock right now tonight and be home at like six or seven in the morning and literally didn't stop doing shit. Only thing, only dead spot was in the car driving to the spots because it's so much shit to just get into from. The restaurant, because we got all the food, go eat good. The bitches always eating at 10, between 10 and 12, the hoes out eating. You go eat. You know what I'm saying? Go chill. They out eating, pre-gaming, getting their little drinks in, trying to see where they going to go, because you know how that shit go. You got to get that shit together. So go eat. After that, you hit a little spot, a little club, a little lounge, whatever, a little spot to close at 2. Then at the 2, you either hit the after hour, or you hit the strip club. Or you just find a parking lot where nobody leaves. You know what I'm saying? Everybody just in that hole chilling. It's been a laid back parking spot for a while, so the laws ain't tripping on nothing. You know what I'm saying? Hang out in that bitch about three o'clock. You know what I'm saying? Then if you want to go home, go get you some food, go take your ass home. But me personally, I like to go to the club and stay that bitch like five, six o'clock. Then about six o'clock, I go get me some food. Really about five. I ain't gonna lie, I'm not the six o'clock nigga. I don't like to leave be the last nigga in the club. So I leave by 5 o'clock, hang out in the parking lot about 30 minutes, though. No cap. Taking forever to roll the weed and just to get up out that motherfucker, looking at everybody leaving up out that motherfucker. Then I, you know, hit up Waffle House or something little fast to give me something nice and hot that I'm not going to finish. Just eat a couple bites of the shit. Get home. Smoke a blunt. Probably play my game. If I, if, if, if a bitch got me too good going, I fuck around. Get home. Just play the game because I can't go to sleep. But if I had, if I'm just too laid back, you know what I'm saying, I just get home. Smoke me a blunt and they go sleep, but they can have an eight hour night out there in them streets and age, bro. Like, real talk. Like, I used to not think it, like, it's possible. Like, not possible. That shit is very, very, like, you get out there just having fun and you ain't scared to drive. That's what the thing is, too. Houston's so spread apart. Like, that motherfucker's so big that you, you got you to be willing to just drive really, literally, like, 50, 60 miles that night. Like, nigga, I'd be like, God damn, we done went from. North, deep north, all the way, all the way southwest. Then we went over there to the Heights. Then we go over here to downtown. Then we might go all the way off I-10 down. I don't know what the fuck this nigga like to go to the strip club off I-10 and my boy GPZ. He go to the strip club like all the way off I-10. Then we got to slide all the way back. And we ain't probably going to get no food till we get by the house. And then knowing me, I might go have to go pop something. You know what I'm saying? I done, I done written, I done nigga named myself Pop Smoke. I done been popping so much shit. Oh God, like calling me smoke, I'ma pop some. Oh God, like niggas be popping like a motherfucker, like every time I look around, it got to the point like I'm starting to look think about that nigga, uh I ain't gonna talk like that. I'm just talking crazy now, but I've been popping like a motherfucker like like a blood, popping harder than a blood, G. But I I'm pop smoke, nigga call me smoke, I'ma pop something, G. But uh real talk, man, but back on the other shit. With uh, you no know, baseball, I kind of watch a little baseball. I don't give a fuck who wins, who loses. I like the Astros to win. Obviously, that's the hometown team. I don't have nobody else to root for. I root against more so people in baseball than I do. I like to root against the Dodgers now. The Dodgers are like the newfound team to root against now. Ever since we got caught cheating, I'm like fuck y'all niggas too. It was just rooting against the the motherfucking uh. I am a Dodgers fan. Yeah, that's what made it more funny because he's a Dodgers fan. Then my cousin's a Dodgers fan, and they want me to feel bad for the Astros getting cheated when they found out the Astros cheated at home. But the Astros beat them niggas like three times on the road, so I can't really feel sorry for niggas. I let that go. 
It's not my fault that y'all not liked on the West. I mean, niggas ain't been, meant to be like like Yankees. Not like they got like thirty three fucking championships. Nobody like winners, nigga. Come on, get that shit out the way, bro. But uh, you know, I'm, I like the Astros and shit. But with hip hop, you know, Kendrick Lamar. I'm a real big Kendrick Lamar fan. I feel like Lil Wayne is the goat. Like, I just feel like he's the goat. Like he did all the work. He put in all the work. He birthed all the babies. You know, he had the twelve tribes of little babies out here running around here trying to be him. And it, like he, the longevity, like he did it three generations. He was a kid, he was a teenager, he was a grown ass man. Like he carried the record label. He got a lot of number one. And he did the shit like just doing himself. He wasn't even trying to like a lot of shit I see. Like, and I love Drake. I'm not think, I hope if Drake listening to this, to this, if Drake listening to this last nigga, Drake ain't listening to this shit. But, uh, <laughs> Like I like Drake. I'm sorry, I had to laugh at that. But uh, I, in my opinion, he aim at shit. Like he make hits on purpose. Like I know it's hard. People always say like, "Duh, nigga, don't you think a lot of niggas can do it?" Yeah, I think he can do it. And I think Wayne could have done it too. When you reach a certain level of greatness, you can do certain things. Like Wayne could have just reached in his bag and just went for hit after hit after hit after hit after. But no, Wayne said, "You know what? I don't want." Just the hits. He had the streets on lock. I was in the streets, nigga. Mixtape God. That nigga had the whole streets on lock. He had like every aspect of music on lock. You know what I'm saying? Like it, the rock niggas was listening to this nigga. Like anybody that wanted to be a badass, wanted to be free minded, wanted to be the shit. Wayne gave you something to relate to. You know what I'm saying? And like he carried through generations. Like it's one thing like Jordan. Jordan played, Drexler popped off. A lot of niggas popped off while Jordan, but through all of them niggas popping off, Jordan was Jordan. He stayed on top. He was king of all them little niggas. And that's how Wayne was. You know what I'm saying? Them niggas looked up to Wayne. Every nigga that popped off, they had their great year. T.I., great year. Number one album. Two, three albums, King, all this shit. He looked up to Wayne because Wayne was the only nigga going number one with him. He was going number one this time. Wayne going number one. And Wayne wasn't even dropping. Wayne like three, four years without even dropping the album. He was at the top of the game without even dropping the album. He was just doing mixtapes and features. Just shit to let niggas know I'm just killing shit. That's real shit. Like, that's the GOAT shit. Lil Wayne is the GOAT. Kendrick is the potential that he's letting slip away a lot because you know Kendrick look, looks up to Lil Wayne like a motherfucker too he do I believe he do because oh, if you does. look up to Kobe you have to look up to Lil Wayne cause I ain't gonna lie the night that I think it was the night when Lil Wayne announced his retirement right Kendrick Lamar he don't do this shit often I think he made a fucking video posting on his Twitter or Instagram and whatnot. Blasting old Wayne. I mean, old Wayne. Shit, I grew up listening to talking about nigga, you ain't retiring, bro. Like, 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 is he as as if he was drunk trying to tell Wayne, no, you're not retiring. <laughs> like for real, he looks up to Lil Wayne for real because he didn't. He hit Lil Wayne with Lil Wayne shit because Lil Wayne said to retire for something means that you can't do it anymore. Lil Wayne said that out of his own mouth. So basically, you trying to say you can't do it no more, no nigga? Like, no, you got us fucked up. We, we know you can do it some more. What's going on, basically? Like, nah, we ain't accepting that from you. 
So Kendrick is the potential. What I mean by the potential is he have everything it takes to be, but he just don't give a fuck enough to be it. You know what I mean? Like, and he have enough to what it takes to be goaded, golden, everything it takes, but Drake gonna break all the numbers, do all of those shits because he's the nigga that wants to do it. Kendrick the nigga that he just do shit effortlessly. He's kind of like, I don't want to say Steph Curry because Steph Curry is do it effortlessly, but he aim at a lot of shit. I'm just trying to think of somebody who just. And you right because like I, I'm, you know me, I'm a big Kendrick stan for real. Like I'm a Kendrick Lamar fan, but the 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 hype of how he is right now, it is kind of beyond me too because I'm like, hey, he does it effortlessly. He's good at it, but the status where he's at is like he really didn't aim for it like. I'm going to pursue it. It's just like, boom. And he did it his way. That's what makes it easy. That's what I, that's what I, I want to say. It. He might have aimed to be the greatest, but he did it his way. He didn't try to make booty pussy hoe songs, coke selling dope songs. He just made growth songs. Compton, come here. Yeah, I want to teach know, you. You know, his background is like, you know, gangster shit. So. Yeah, so he kind of made relatable songs to people that let him know he come from a certain background, but he also let you know what we could be what we really are like we confused as people and i feel like a lot of his absence got to do with nipsey hustle passing because obviously he was a big fan of kobe and kobe passed too like it was no 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 offense or bust about that but everything that he's that kendrick lamar stand for and rap not the person i don't know the kendrick lamar as a human being i know him as a rapper the rapper kendrick lamar stand for and the shit he trying to push nipsey was doing the unifying the hoods and getting all that gang banging out of your mentality. Like, you can claim your set without wanting to kill another nigga ass shit. That's the same shit Nipples on, on. And for him to get killed in his hood was pretty disheartening, I guess. Because I just listened to the damn album like three days ago. Two days ago. And for one, I had to apologize to Kendrick Lamar. The nigga that I don't know. I just said it in the ad. I apologize, Kendrick Lamar. But... Cause I've been like Where the fuck you been at We've been going through All this shit You supposed to be Our black leader man We've been going through All of this shit But I listened to the damn album Two days ago And it felt like He wrote it last year So it, may, it let me know that He is the prophet You know what I'm saying He like a prophet Like in the sense of He just said the shit And let it sit You know what I'm saying And the ones who Get it get it You know And shout out to Kendrick Lamar Before I get off of him He's the first Rapper to have every every song on an album to go at least gold because every song on damn just went at least gold which is crazy because he got a lot of songs on that i don't think it's for a lot of people and he got a lot of songs in there that weren't singles at all so that just lets you know how many people actually listen to the album so his album gotta be damn that gold man how many albums he sold by him yeah yeah my favorite kendra lamar my favorite my favorite kendra lamar song is poor man's dream that's yeah. Look that up, guys. Yeah, but yeah, K Dot, my guy. I fuck with J. Cole. Like right now, the niggas is out right now. I do like NBA Youngboy. I like listening to uh Lil Dirk. I like listening to Lil Baby. I think Lil Baby is the shit. I can't cap. I think Lil Baby is the shit. Not only like he's he good. like he good. He he's got like the new generation's Lil Wayne. Like, trust me. 10 years from now if Lil Baby don't get killed or no stupid shit happen to him going to jail 15 years from now maybe we gonna have a lot of Lil Babies around here 
from how I, 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 how I, you know, examine little baby, he's well protected. I think he'd be good. I don't, I don't really worry. Okay, if you put it on a scale of worry, between like niggas like little baby or young boy NBA, I'm like, mm, I don't worry much for. I worry more for a young boy NBA than I do little baby. I think he's just well protected. For some reason, I feel like, yo, this. You, you you hear about untouchables you hear about that shit but i'm like i don't know i, I feel like mm. i think he's as untouchable as they become but i honestly don't believe no one's untouchable because i'm not gonna say no names or nothing but you probably know exactly what i'm talking about because i may have relayed this information to you but i could have smoked a high of, i could have smoked a somebody's that's supposed to be untouchable i could have put that nigga out his misery like I was up on them Ain't nobody like Know who I was or nothing Ain't nobody look at me crazy I probably would've got popped But I could've got away too So Untouchable is kinda And what made that man What made that man Not untouchable At that moment His vulnerability It's the fact that I could've Popped him Did he violate or anything Nah I didn't do nothing to him But I'm saying Not you like, Not you The guy Nah he didn't do nothing to me he didn't do nothing to nobody that I know of, but I'm saying in a sense of untouchable, I could've just been a hating ass nigga. What if that was mm-hmm. little baby and mm-hmm. I was just a hating ass nigga and he, like, some, it, it, there are very relaxed moments in people's life. And the reason I, I, I will answer your question, when you, I will feel more worried, I do feel more worried for a person like little baby for one, because he's more out there. He's more of a superstar, like, doing shit than the young boy. And for two is, little baby still live at home. He still live in Atlanta. Young boy is, you don't even know where the fuck he be at half the time. He he was he was in his, I didn't even know he bought a fucking spot in Utah. He live in Utah too, like he be everywhere. So, little baby like he be still at the strip clubs and little baby and uh, what's his name? Which I'm not gonna lie to you. Like one thing I do when I when I go to venues is I'm, my mind works like this. It's because I work security mentally. Like in my opinion, like I'm always securing myself and people with me, right? So, I'm always looking for entrance and exits for high-ranking officials. Where we will park the cars, where we will block outfit, where my people will be at. You know what I'm saying? And every club I go to, every venue I go to, if, if I was that nigga, where would I be at to feel safe in here? How would I have to move from here to there to feel safe in here? In most places, I do feel like, yeah, you can move along safely. Because they have that side door for a lot of people in. You literally just park your car. You get out by the side door. You already have your people here, here, in place, wherever they have to be at. They done already been in there 25, 30 minutes. Done peeped every damn body up in that bitch. And, you know, it's a lot of precautions you take. But I, untouchable is kind of like, you talking to a man here. You talking to a nigga who, I ain't going to lie, I just feel like I could get any. I just feel like if I wanted to, I could get anybody. Personally. So I don't feel like nobody is untouchable. But I just he do he move heavy. Like I said, like I, I on my on my view of him as untouchable, like I don't see as a as like you know a brolic, uh, egotistic nigga just rolling around thinking that no one can fuck with him. A person that gives respect to where it's like you don't want to harm him, you don't have to harm him. You know I mean, maybe that's why I see. Maybe you don't follow little baby though. Oh, I know the nigga roll with the with the. I know, I know about him. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like how he he got little baby like five foot two. 
He probably a little taller than that, but you get what I'm saying. Napoleon complex already. Already. Shit. If I take you to his social media, he shit on niggas. And you know niggas get hurt, they feelings get hurt. I don't care. Me personally, I wouldn't care. But I'm saying like, you know how niggas get. Most Nick, why you think Nip died? Why you think Pop died? Pop ain't died cause he nigga got into it with a nigga, cause niggas trying to rob him for some shit. Lil' baby got golf balls in his ears, nigga. Diamonds look like golf balls. He drive farmers, he drive he decked up, he decked out. He tell you like, he tell you like I'm I I, I got a shit on a hater every day. He talked to little some street little street punks. He told them niggas, y'all little street punks. If I was in the streets, I'd be y'all plug right now. I probably would be serving y'all plug right now. Y'all niggas ain't nothing. Like he got some people that he got animosity with. You know what I'm saying? In the sense of that, but I do feel like he's protected. He don't live in the hood. He put up. That's like me beefing with niggas in Houston, but I live in Sugarland. Niggas ain't riding around Sugarland looking for me. I'm like, come on. You think I'm all the way over here and I'm beefing with them over there? Come on, dog. I'm all the way. I go, everything I got going on in Sugarland. Sugar, that's the reason they put everything in them neighborhood. They got school, hospital, every goddamn thing you need. I ain't got to go nowhere. I'm on the internet, nigga, going live talking shit. Bitch, you a pussy. You a hoe. So all my guns in the background. I ain't got to go nowhere. You can't come over here and I ain't going over there. So what? That's the type of shit. Like, you can live like that for real, for real. And I ain't saying little baby or nobody living like that. I do really believe. I know baby out here. I know I know the streets. I know the streets of Houston. Trust me when I know that. So, I know, like, some real go-get get money niggas. Like, I can't say they millionaires, but they live in high-rises and drive farms and got a lot of jewelry. That fuck with little baby. Like, they go out to Miami, spend weeks out there. They be riding around with him and his niggas in farms. And, you know what I'm saying? So... But they sell weed and they do shit like that, but they move big weed, obviously pounds and hundreds of pounds, honestly. They they the niggas like supply the city type shit. Supply like whole sections type of shit. Young niggas too. The nigga be like 25 years old, but they got the plugs. Alright, so. That's pretty much why I stand with the sports, the music, you know what I'm saying? Jay-Z's the gold, Lil Wayne's the goat, Kendrick's the potential, Drake I fuck with, J. Cole I fuck with. I fuck with a lot of people with the music and everything. And I just put that out there so you guys can know where I'm at with that. We're going to get into more with later episodes. Next episode will be filmed next week. We're going to do one episode a week. I would just ask you guys to reach me. My name is J-Mo, J-A-M-O-713. On Instagram, you can reach me at the same thing on PlayStation. Other than that, just Jamo Kemp, J-A-M-O-K-E-M-P. You can reach me like that on Facebook, possibly Snapchat or some Twitter or some shit like that. But I advise you not to. Just reach me on Facebook, Instagram, or PlayStation if you got the PlayStation. And, you know, like I said, it's Jamo's Journal. Appreciate you guys for listening. We got my boy Johnny Wall on the ones and twos in the background. Yes, sir. And also don't forget to follow us at Steadership on Instagram. We got the Steadership on Instagram. You can type Steadership in on Google. You can reach my boy Johnny Wall at Mr. Johnny Wall on Instagram. And there you go. So appreciate you guys for listening. And I hope to hear you. I hope you guys hear me again and see you next time. I'm out.